Welcome to the Raging Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Dixon, Kai Zabo, and Taylor McIntyre. What's up, you turkeys? <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Raging Takes Podcast. Today is Saturday, May 27th. 2023. I am your host, Brian Dixon, here as always with my co host, Kai, the Commissioner Zabo, and Taylor McIntyre, aka Mac. What is up, boys? Hey, Brian. Welcome back. Missed you. Oh, thank you. It's good to be back. Uh, I, uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the podcast last week that you guys did on my way home. I uh, made the last couple hours of my flight go by a little faster. So uh, thanks to Dylan for uh, filling in for me. You, know, you guys did a really good job. I was really impressed with the NHL talk. You guys did a great job. Yeah, we tried our best. I mean, I actually made an effort to watch all the recent games, at least in this uh, Western Conference Finals. Well, we'll make, make, make more of an effort more often. I want more hockey friends to talk hockey with, Kai. Right? I shall. Yeah. Top selly and stuff. I don't know if I can promise the regular season, but playoff hockey, I'll definitely be locked in. Oh, I have too many sports to watch. I heard you. I heard you crying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just too many games. Jesus. Vulcanized rubber is different than cowhide, okay? <laughs> All right, yeah. Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, that, whatever that means. All right. Uh, <laughs> good Lord. Yeah, fucking. I, I, speak English over here, Mac. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> anyways, we got we got a pack show for you. I'm good to be back. Uh, Hawaii was beautiful, by the way. Beautiful. You're beautiful. Uh, um, thank you. Uh, so we'll, we'll run through the gauntlet like always. We got some NBA to talk about. We got the NHL to talk about. Some NFL news, some MLB news. Uh, we'll end off with a raging take, of course, always. Uh, but first, let's start with the NBA. So the conference finals are coming near an end, we think. Uh, the Nuggets have already swept the Lakers. Uh, it was kind of a heartbreaking to watch. My brother is a Lakers fan. I was traveling with him last week, obviously. And uh, it was during game four. So we had a little bit of a layover in the uh, Maui airport. So he was able to watch like most of the game. Get in the airplane. Uh, I know a lot of people don't do airplane mode nowadays. I still do. He still does. So, like, he's watching the game and we're about to take off. Like, okay, I throw it in airplane mode. He's like, okay, well, it's interesting to see. We have a six hour flight here. Let's see if the Lakers can pull out this win. We land in Vegas. He turns on his phone and the Lakers lost by two. And he was just, he was just so heartbroken. It was so funny to watch. Uh, they 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 swept the Lakers. Uh, LeBron, there's some, some controversy about him going on. But uh, did, what did you guys think about this series? Did uh, the Lakers end up putting up a fight in the end, or, or was this just a Nuggets dominance? We'll start off with with Mac. Nuggets dominance all the way. Yeah, it was it was tough. It was a tough series. I thought it was gonna be a little closer than it ended up being, but we're not we're not too surprised that the Nuggets won, right? Not at all. I thought if uh, even if my Warriors made it, that the Nuggets would have easily handled them the way they've been looking as well. Hi, what about you? What did you think? Yeah, so, I mean, of course, Nuggets dominance. I mean, but then again, there were a few games. I wouldn't say it was, like, a complete domination. I mean, there was a lot of games that the Lakers could have uh, wrapped it up and won. I definitely didn't expect them to get swept. And, yeah, game four, poor LeBron, man, played his ass off, and the team still just couldn't get it together. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's rough. LeBron was balling. I mean, like I, I was, I was sitting in the airport with my brother, so I watched the, I watched most of the first half. LeBron was just popping off, dude. He had a great game. He was trying to single handedly will them to to victory. 
Uh, we got a Tristan Thompson sighting. Didn't know I was uh, going to be seeing Tristan Thompson in, a, in an elimination game. That was kind of interesting. Don't really know. I, obviously, it was maybe just to get some size on Jokic. I, I don't think Tristan Thompson was the right person to put on Jokic, but uh, I thought maybe if if they were trying to maybe defend the pick and roll a little bit better, Tristan Thompson, that's always been a strong suit of his game as he's a very good pick and roll defender on guards. And they were doing that a little bit, I noticed, and he was actually doing a pretty good job against like Jamal Murray and stuff like that in a pick and roll. I still don't think I would have played him, so <laughs> interesting decision by Darwin Ham, but he is also kind of... Uh, out of desperation, I suppose. Uh, so after the game, of course, you know, LeBron's had some injury concerns. These playoffs, he had a, uh, um, an injured foot that he was playing through. He kind of talked for the first time really ever in his career. He said the retirement word, uh, is, was this all just kind of like something to like seek attention or do we buy that? He actually might be thinking about retirement for the first time in his career. All I'm going to say is LeBron knows how to control the narrative, like Mm -hmm. an absolute mastermind. So, you know, obviously he's pretty upset, you know, like getting swept. It's not, you know, he's one of the best to ever do it. So it's probably going to feel real bad in the moment. So I don't know. That's tough. You know, like, (sighs) I I don't think he's done. Do you guys think he's done? No. I think it was just a, a heat of the moment, just emotional after the game type of thing. Yeah, and like you said, he likes to control the narrative a little bit. Maybe gets, maybe it is for attention too. I just don't see it though either because he has said many times that he intends on playing with his son, and his son's going to be in the NBA in like a, a year or two, depending on how he does in college. And I know LeBron has enough power to try and get the Lakers to get a son over there. So it likely wouldn't be the Lakers, but yeah, you guys are saying. The exact same things that I'm thinking too. I, I think it was more just a, uh, LeBron's my favorite athlete of all time. He, I, I, I know that he likes attention. He likes, you know, like Max said, he likes controlling the narrative. I think that this was a lot of just look at me type stuff. I also saw people kind of like advocating for it where um, maybe he was trying to take pre- uh, uh, attention off the Lakers getting swept. So it's like, okay, talk about my retirement instead of us getting our asses beat, which, okay, sure very uh, noble way to look at it but I, I think it's probably more he's just you know kind of a kind of a attention seeker you know uh i think that he has set up his contract in order to fit his son's timeline and that's all he's talked about for years now is that he wants to play with his son i do not see him retiring i don't i don't think that that's going to be a thing i'm actually going to put it at a zero percent chance he retires um <clears throat> He has one, technically two years left on his contract with the Lakers. One is an opt-out year, though. So it's likely that Bronny is going to go to USC next year, play one year, come into the NBA. LeBron has one year left with the Lakers. He could then opt out of his contract, barring any any crazy injury happening where he opts in like after a torn ACL or something like that so he can make as most money as he possibly can. I imagine he will just sign a one- or a two-year deal with whatever team Bronny gets drafted by. Welcome and go from there. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'm still going to hold out hope that he tries to make another finals run with the Cavs. I don't think that's going to happen, though. So uh, we'll see. I, I just think that his contract is set up perfectly for that scenario to happen where Bronny's going to come in, get drafted by somebody. He can go play with them for a year or two. Doesn't even have to necessarily chase a championship in that case. Just have fun with your son for a year or two and then retire into the into the um, 
into the sunset with four or five, however many rings he's going to have by then. So I, I, I put it at a zero percent chance that he retires. Well, do you guys have a have a percentage that you have it in your mind? I think I'm on the mm. same boat with you. Yeah, I don't think there's like much of a chance. I, uh, I'll give you this, too. I was watching NBA Today, I believe it is called. It's uh, the, the NBA show on ESPN hosted by Malik Andrews and Kendrick Perkins and Richard Jefferson were both on there. Uh, both teammates of LeBron's in the past with the Cavs and Malik Andrews asked, uh, do you think LeBron's going to retire? And they both looked at each other and started laughing. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think they probably know him pretty well. And I, I, I think that they uh, know that this is probably all just for just for show. Um, so where do the Lakers go from here? Uh, obviously, right away, there's always rumors going around. Every time the Lakers get eliminated or whatever, just superstars are going to be tied to them. Kyrie Irving, once again, is tied to them as for the you know third, fourth year in a row. Uh, he was seen courtside at game four. Uh, do you think that the Lakers will or should try to recruit Kyrie Irving to join the team next year? They probably have to give up a few of their uh, role players to do so to make room for him in his uh, in his salary. But what do you guys think? I do think they will. I don't think they should. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I'm going to. I think I don't think any NBA team should, to be fair. But if if there were, I think there's only a handful of NBA teams that it even makes remote sense to go after Kyrie. Lakers are one of them. I wouldn't do it if I were them. But if there were teams out there that maybe should and it might be worth the risk, I think the Lakers are like one of maybe two uh, that that should try to do it. I, the other one was for my in my brain, I thought maybe the T-Wolves. I thought the T-Wolves were kind of a good fit, too, or it's like. Might as well try something, you know, if you're not going to trade towns, might as well try something. Kyrie would come in uh, in, in theory, as long as he behaves, would, would fit into that offense really well. Um, you saw A-Rod, who uh, Alex Rodriguez, former Yankees third baseman. He is now the uh, one of the minority owners of the Timberwolves. You see, he was seen at the Laker game talking to Kyrie, too. So it's like those are those are like the two teams in my mind that I think maybe maybe take a chance on him. I, I think anybody else though in the league sh- absolutely should not. And I don't even know if it'll work out for the Lakers, honestly. Kai, what do you think? Um, I'm kind of in agreement with both of you guys. Yeah, it's like, uh, I do see the Lakers being a fit. Um, the only reason why to me though, too, is the only time I know, like we all know that Kyrie's a insane personality, but the insane. good, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the good years of his career, though, were was when he was le- with LeBron. So I think LeBron might be that anchor to him that might keep him behaved and stuff like that. So, so I see what you what you mean, but LeBron is also the reason that his behavior issues first came out. Like Kyrie really wasn't a problem up until about 2017, which was the year after they won the championship. First off. There were rumors, and it's been kind of softly confirmed by members of the Cavs uh, in the last couple of years that Kyrie did not talk to like many of his teammates in the 2016 championship run for literally weeks at a time. And then in 2017, there were more rumblings of stuff. It was was like the beginning of, of Kyrie becoming a diva. And after that, uh, it just little whispers. Then he forced his way out. And when he forced his way out, it seemed to be because he didn't want to live under LeBron's shadow anymore. So it's kind of always been this weird relationship where they seem friendly in public. But then you always hear these rumors behind the scenes that they didn't like each other. So it's like, I don't really know what to believe about that. 
And if Kyrie didn't love playing under LeBron before, I know it's been years past, different circumstances, but what makes you think that he's going to want to do this for seasons at a time now? It might it might start off great, but as the, the weeks, months go on and the, and the toll of the season goes on, I mean, Kyrie's probably going to Kyrie, and LeBron is always going to be LeBron. So of those personalities butted heads before, I don't see how they wouldn't butt heads again. So I don't, I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll see. Kyrie's running out of chances, though. Uh, I'll say that. If, That's what uh, I was going to say. Uh, if, if, let's say he goes to the Lakers this time, and if he messes up this one last chance, I don't see him signing with another team. I just really don't. It, 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 eventually, people are going are gonna to be sick and tired of his stuff. And I think a lot of the NBA already is. I think a lot of the NBA teams is just straight up untouchable. They will not not even call him up. But there are still a few that will. So I, it's, it'll be interesting to see how many years and how many more um, uh, bad situations that happen it'll take for teams to just completely cut him off. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, any last words on, on the matter of the Lakers or Kyrie? Um, well, how old is he? Uh, Kyrie is about a month younger than me, so he's, thir- he's 31. Okay. This is curious how much longer he actually would have in his career. Um. No, yeah, it's interesting to see what could happen with him. I don't know. Just kind of tired of hearing about him, I guess, personally. Oh, me too. Me too. And I, you know, I, I have, I have a complicated relationship with Kyrie Irving. You know, he, he helped my team win a championship before. So although I think he's being an idiot, uh, big time, obviously, I don't agree with anything that he's done in the last several years. I still have a soft spot for him in my heart. So I, I want to root for him, but he just makes it so, so difficult to do so. So I don't know. I guess we'll see. In a perfect world, I would hope that it would work out with LeBron, but I just don't see that being a thing. So uh, we'll go ahead and move on. Yankees uh, win. Um, the Yankees just beat the Padres. Uh, if you could hear Max just disappointment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> out of his heart. Um so we'll move on to other NBA storyline. Boston stays alive in the series. They went down 3-0 to Jimmy Butler in the Heat. They have now won two in a row. There's now rumblings on the uh, the NBA, from the NBA pundits about the Celtics possibly being the first NBA team in history to come back from a 3-0 deficit. Do you guys buy into anything like this? Jimmy Butler guaranteed a win in Game 6, by the way. So... Do you think that the Celtics can push it or do you think that the Heat will close it out? I'm getting a little nervous for the Heat. Can't lie. Mm-hmm. Like, this, they would be the first team ever to do it, right? If the Celtics come back and win the series. First so, NBA team, yeah. That would be that would be something to finally achieve that goal. And, it's going to uh, happen eventually. It was going to happen eventually. Yeah. And Tatum and Jalen Brown are starting to look like how they should be looking you know what i mean so yeah it's uh scary hours for the miami heat there so i was watching uh charles barkley was on pat mcafee's show the other day and he said that he was talking celtics heat and he said that he thinks that the heat will win game six but he's like they fucking better win game six because if you don't you got no chance to win game seven in boston after after they just won three in a row to push it to game seven and i was like I wouldn't say 0% chance when you got Jimmy Butler, but I I, I definitely see what he's saying because the Celtics are going to have all the momentum. Boston would be rocking. 
I, I Miami better hope that they win game six because it's going to game seven will get real interesting real quick if they don't. So when Jimmy Butler guarantees a win, I, I, I want to believe him. I tend to believe him. So I am going to believe him. I think that the Heat close it out in game six tonight. Uh, but if they don't, it's going to get real, real interesting. Kai, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, I got the heat tonight too. I mean, uh, honestly, the key here for me is, uh, so Gabe Vincent, their young point guard is a game time decision today. I think if he is back in the fold tonight, I think the heat will have a much better shot of winning. And yeah, I just do not see D- Jimmy Butler going down like that. That's a great point, too. Yeah, Gabe Vincent's played really well for them the last couple of rounds. Uh, I think he had 29 points in game three. So, um, yeah. yeah he's averaging I, like 20, I think, in the series. He's been, he's, been a, off. he's been a big bright spot for them in the playoffs. So, yeah, that's a that's a great point there. We'll see. Um, it stinks that we're not going to be able to, to know what happens in the series until after it's already over. We won't, we won't be talking before a game, uh, potential game seven, but it, it, a game seven heat Celtics would be a i mean this round like lacked drama and lacked storylines completely because it just was a boat race for both series uh right away that would inject some life into the basketball series uh, this round that that we desperately need so it'll be interesting to see um i probably won't be watching much of the game tonight because the uh, the golden knights play tonight as well but i will be uh checking my phone often to see what the uh the score of the heat celtics are going to be uh joe do you guys think that joe missoula who's the boston coach do you guys think that his job might be in danger if they don't come back in win the series or at least push it to seven uh what do you think about him there's been some discourse on twitters and whatnot about him perhaps not being the right guy maybe gonna get fired especially when they were down 3-0 do you guys have any uh overwhelming opinions on joe missoula one way or the other hmm yeah it's tough like i feel like he just comes off as like a goofball, which I find endearing personally, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I would like that as a coach. You know, there are, he's a manager of men at the end of the day, and he, you know, he obviously takes his job very seriously, but at the same time, it's like he's just weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't know. I I don't see him being like. I see him more as like a college coach type of personality, which is where he came from, obviously. And not saying he's bad at his job or anything like that, but it's just a different vibe than what we're, what I'm used to, I guess. He's uh he's getting clowned for watching the the, the town four times a week on <laughs> Twitter. Is like that's been a running joke that he for what, bank whatever the bank robbing movie. Yeah, he admitted that to the media that he watches that movie like at least four times a week. So people are just making fun of him constantly for that one. Um, never seen it. I heard it's a really good movie. I it don't, is. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I've, I've been trying to find his comments after, I believe it was game three when they went down 3-0 on Twitter. But I had a quick search. I couldn't find it. But he just did not sound like a very confident guy. They asked him, like, did you have the guys ready to go? And he just straight up said, no, this, this, and that. You know, I just... It sounded like, okay, they're going to lose game four and he's going to get fired immediately. Now they've won a couple games, so maybe I don't feel as strongly about that, but I kind of think that they probably should fire him. I mean, technically, he shouldn't be the coach anyway. It was Ime Udoka was the coach, and then he had that that uh, uh, incident happen where he got shipped off and they they brought in Joe Mazzula as interim and just made him the head coach for the rest of the season. Uh, they have Nick. I, I, I keep preaching Nick Nurse every week. Nick, Nick Nurse is a great head coach and he's a free agent right now. I, I think if the Celtics could go get Nick Nurse over Joe Missoula, they should. Um, he backed uh, out of the Milwaukee thing, so maybe he's thinking he will. 
That's what. That's exactly what I was thinking too. Backed out of the Bucks thing. That's what, for to me. Backing out of the Bucks means either Suns or Celtics, right? Either Suns or Celtics, or maybe he's just not interested in coaching for a year. You know, maybe he wants to take a year off. But if he's looking at the other available jobs, like Phoenix and Boston, both are probably more interesting than Milwaukee. So. I think those are my my the the two spots that I I would say keep an eye out for for Nick Nurse, but yeah, um, I, I I personally think that Joe Mazzula should get fired, uh, but I guess we'll see if the, I mean if the Celtics come back in the series, maybe, maybe you take a another look at it, but I don't expect that to happen, and I, I kind of think the Celtics are going to get rid of him. Kai, do you have any opinions about it? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he did get fired if the Celtics lose this series because, I mean, we've kind of been seeing this uh, trend with the whole coaching carousel. I mean, we're seeing these coaches, you know, they give uh, their teams years of good production and then they have a, a disappointing result in a playoff series like the Bucks guy, for instance, and then they get fired. So I wouldn't be surprised because that seems to be what the trend is nowadays. Well, it is the trend in the NBA, but it's it's... So it's important, though, in the NBA, the NBA is probably has the biggest group of divas in any group of athletes. NFL are probably close, but the NBA is known for having a lot of divas, a lot of big personalities. And a big part of coaching NBA players is you got to make them buy into what you're saying, too. So you could have all the coaching knowledge in the world. Like, I don't think Mike Budenholzer is a bad coach, but you make a couple mistakes. The guys stop believing in you. And then the combination of that just just forces the owners or the GM's hand. The GM also knows that it's a quick turnaround for general managers in the NBA, too. So they're also trying to keep their job. So it's like, well, how many chances am I going to give Mike Budenholzer to save my job? Well, I could easily go find somebody who might be better than him, too. And maybe that Giannis and the guys believe in a little bit more. So it's it's there's a lot of politics when it comes to NBA coaching, too. It's it's uh, the NBA is a little bit different than the other sports, in my opinion, when it comes to stuff like that. Uh, so we talked about Nick Nurse, talked about the Bucks. Uh, well, well, this is this was actually breaking news this morning a few hours ago. The Bucks hired uh, Raptors assistant coach Adrian Griffin to become their new ho- head coach. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know a whole lot about, about Adrian Griffin. I, I like I said, I've been a big Nick Nurse guy, so I, I I look up to his his coaching status. So Adrian Griffin coming from Nick Nurse's staff, in my opinion, is probably a good thing. But other than that, I I don't have any opinion about Adrian Griffin. I remember him as a player. He used to play for the Chicago Bulls when I was a kid. Uh, other than that, I, I really don't know much about him. Do you guys know anything about Adrian Griffin, or do you want to just move on from there? I just figured that we'd mention that because it just came out a couple hours ago. Uh, I did see a little blurb about Giannis wanting him, so maybe that's why. Good thing, right? Like I, like I just said, like you got to make your superstar happy. You know, and one thing to do that is hiring people that they think would be a good coach. You know, so. Uh, Kai, you got anything? Uh, on Adrian Griffin, no. Yeah, okay. So, we'll move on. Um, we'll talk a little bit about... So, obviously, this this looked like more of a set thing a few days ago with Miami-Denver Finals. Now, maybe, maybe now we'll see how the Celtics respond tonight. But let's just, for the sake of the argument, uh, keep it going and assume that it's going to be Miami-Denver Finals. Is this bad for the NBA? The, all we, all they've been talking about online this week is lack of storylines, and it's like just because the Lakers and the Celtics aren't in the finals doesn't mean there's no storylines. If if you if you need the Lakers to have an interesting finals, you're just a casual. You should stop watching basketball because that's just ridiculous. Uh, Denver has plenty of storylines. First of all, this is their first finals ever. Uh, Nikola Jokic. Probably the best passing big man of all time. He could potentially get his first. Jamal Murray has gone through ups and downs constantly in his career. 
and made it back from a serious injury, has played his ass off in several big games, not only just in this uh, season, but other postseasons as well. He's finally getting a crack at the NBA Finals for the first time. Jimmy Butler is going to come in, get his, I believe, second crack at an NBA Finals, see if he can get a ring. There are plenty of storylines here. The, the, the notion that you need L.A. or New York or Boston or whoever, you know, Steph Curry, some big names, that's ridiculous, right? Or, or am yeah. I off base here? No, you're not at all. I mean, yeah, it's just kind of it is ridiculous that they're saying there's a lack of storylines. I mean, you're a journalist. You're supposed to come up with a storyline. I mean, shit, you even named a few just now. I mean, yeah, that whole just like the big teams are needed to create the storyline. I don't know. To me, it makes the sport kind of stagnant almost. It's like, come on, we want to see something different every once in a while. Personally, so excited to potentially have those two teams and have it be different. You know, obviously, I was sad my Warriors didn't make it, but it didn't take me long to turn right around and be like, well, we could have something like finally different, you know? Yeah, the uh, the main person who started these this conversation was Chris Mannix when he was on the Rich Eisen show um, this week. I, Chris Mannix gets shit for shit like this every once in a while. I do. I think he's a pretty good writer, but he does do this sometimes. Uh, I guess he's getting clicks and whatnot. But he said, "quote They're just not a compelling team to talk about or to write about." End quote. When talking about the Denver Nuggets, I mean that's just not true. If you can't come up with something to write about for the Denver Nugget, they have the back-to-back MVP on their team. Like he's yeah. pandering, he's pandering to the Lakers and just like all the big fan bases. It's probably more Celtics because he's a Boston guy. But yeah, you're right. You're right. He is. I I just think that's ridiculous. Uh, I don't don't be like that. You know, just have fun. Have fun with the with the with the. Can we at least give it a chance? Like, what if it goes to like seven? It's like a classic series. Jokic versus Jimmy. You can't have fun watching Jokic versus Jimmy. Jokic Jimmy. I don't know, man. Even if it's the I'm Celtics, Jokic it. versus Tatum would be fun too. So we'll we'll see. I, I'm excited for the finals, no matter who it is. I pre- I would prefer a Miami Denver finals. I'm really rooting for that. I think it'd be super fun. But I think they we'll match see. up well. Yeah, I do too. I think it would be. I, I would say Nuggets and six, but I I will never count out Jimmy Butler. So I, I think I will it would never be a great do that series. again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> learned. We as a collective podcast have learned our lessons. So yeah, that's not that's not going to happen. So. All right, I think we're done with the NBA. We can go ahead and move on to the NHL. So, uh, did you did you guys get to watch any NHL this week, or did you just pack it in for for the last week? No, I did. I watched. Uh, okay, I watched uh, Game Four of uh, uh, the of Western. The of yeah, I, d- I didn't watch any Eastern. To be fair, didn't watch any. I, I didn't really get to watch a lot of this this uh, this uh, this round either, but. The Florida Panthers did end up sweeping the Carolina Hurricanes for nothing. I mean, unless you ask the Hurricanes coach. I don't know if you guys saw Rod Brindamore talking about this. Uh, did you see his post-game press conference after after game four? Uh, no. He, he was nope. trying very hard to uh, 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 convince the media that they did not, in fact, get swept. I'll try to <laughs> – I should have had this ready, but I'll try to – What was the argument? Because um, they were they lost every game by one goal. Uh, so it was like what I mean, three overtime losses and then a one zero loss regular I mean, uh and and regular time. So I he mean, said, you know, we didn't. The unfortunate part of this is we're going to look back and everyone's going to say we got swept and that's just not what happened. And that, I'm sorry, sir, but that is what happened. Four four happened, one goal bud. four one goal <laughs> losses is four losses. You got swept. Sorry, Kai. What were you What were you saying? No, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. 
It's like I when I when it immediately when it first happened, I was just like, that sounds like something someone who just got swept would say. That sounds like something I would say to myself in the mirror when I'm trying to convince myself that the team, my team, did okay. I was like, we didn't get swept. We could have got. Sw- I mean, we could have swept them the other way. It was only one goal game. Like, no, we were right there. Like, people are gonna think we got swept, but we didn't get swept. That's how I. That's how I feel about the 2017 NBA Finals when the Cavs lost to the Warriors in five games. It's like, yeah, but KD made that crazy shot in Game Three. We were winning the whole time. So like, and then we won by 30 in Game Four. So it could have been two two going to game five and then it could have been totally different you know like that's just it just sounded like a desperate fan trying to plead with himself that it was okay you know? <laughs> or maybe like or maybe like ownership maybe he's trying to save his job he's like a hurricanes legend though so i don't think he's gonna get fired for this he's like their best player in franchise history and now he's like one of their better coaches in franchise history so i think i think his job's safe but i don't know we'll see but yeah i i i don't know the the panthers there is some truth to it where the hurricanes didn't lose as badly as it looks like they did but when he got swept by basically uh, the equivalent of an eight seed uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals, that's not it's not great. Uh, Matthew Kachuk just had a, has had an awesome playoffs the entire time. Had a great series again. Kind of concerned about him in a in a potential Stanley Cup Finals matchup, but we'll we'll hold our horses there for the the Knights until they take care of business. Hopefully, they can do that tonight. Um, I don't have much else to talk about the uh, the Florida Carolina series. Other than that, I just wanted to mention Rod Brendamore's <laughs> comments. I just thought it was very funny. So I guess we'll move on to the Western Conference Finals. Uh, the Golden Knights currently have a 3-1 lead on the Dallas Stars. They had a chance to close it out uh, two nights ago in Dallas, Game 4. Of course, their captain, Jamie Benn, got suspended two games, technically three if you count the game that he got uh, thrown out and given the five-minute major because the penalty only occurred two minutes into the first period. So technically going to miss three games for that horrible, horrible, dirty move, if you ask me, on Mark Stone. And uh, they also have some injury concerns with Evgeny Dodonov. So it's like in, in just one game, their third line just got disintegrated. So... They got a win in Dallas in game four. It was an overtime victory. Uh, the Knights just gave them a little, just too many power plays. Uh, they went two for two on the power play in that game. And now game five tonight will be in Vegas and T-Mobile Arena. I expect the Knights to close it out tonight. If they don't, it's going to be quite similar to the Heat Celtics thing where it's like, oh, now it might be time to worry a little bit because going back to game six in Dallas, if they, you know, Going to Game Six in Dallas with a two-win streak, momentum on their side for Dallas. You win again in Dallas with Game Six. That would be Jamie Ben would come back for that game. Then you got Game Seven in Vegas, and who knows? If you've won three straight games, anything can happen in a Game Seven. So I'm not worried yet about the Knights, but if they were to lose tonight in Vegas, it is time to be concerned because you just never know. So hopefully the boys close it out tonight. Uh, I guess we'll see. Uh, and uh, Golden Knights, Florida Panthers matchup in the Stanley Cup Finals would be a ton of fun, uh, I think. Uh, two super hot goalies, possibly the two best American-born hockey players in the NHL on both on both teams right now. Matthew Kuchuk for the Panthers and uh, Jack Eichel for the Golden Knights. So it'll be interesting to see. So hopefully the Knights close it out tonight. I expect a, a victory. I'm going to say 5-3 Knights tonight. You guys got any predictions for uh, for Game 5? Yeah, I got the Knights tonight. Uh, so three, three, and then they go into overtime, and then Knights take it. Yeah. Okay. Give me a score. Give me a score, Kai. I actually like Max score. I mean, also for the fact that I bet the over on this game tonight, which is five and a half. Okay. Ooh. 
Nice. But uh, all right. before we move on, though, I also just wanted to say, I think it's crazy how so crazy similar how the NBA conference finals and the NHL conference finals have gone. So one like one game got was a sweep and then the other one is, you know, the three and oh lead and they're slowly coming back. Yeah. Let's hope it's not too similar. Huh? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> both both of those uh, uh, series involve teams that were green as well, unfortunately. So very interesting. Yeah, uh, terrible shade of green, if you ask me. But uh, all right, let's uh, we'll go. Unless you guys got any other things to say about the NHL, you want to move on to the NFL? Uh, I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready. All right, the big NFL news. This came out yesterday morning. The Cardinals released Pro Bowl wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins after three seasons with the club. Uh, was this a surprise to you guys? We had heard rumblings that Hopkins was probably not happy and was going to get moved, but did we expect a full-on release? Let's start with Kai. Yeah, I think I think this was fully expected. Yeah, I just didn't know like how soon it was going to happen. I thought it was going to happen more like June or July, but it happened at the end of May, so close enough. I was kind of expecting a trade, weren't you? I, 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 I mean, I, you know, teams have to do stuff like this for like cap room stuff, but. To not get anything for DeAndre Hopkins seems like a crazy move. You know, at least try to get like a fifth rounder out of it if you're not going to get anything. Like, what about what do you think, Mac? So what this tells me is I looked into the the details on this contract wise, and they're actually taking a near thirty million dead cap hit from this because they didn't wait till June first. So they, Kyler Murray is now the tank commander. Yeah. What was the reason to? That they would do this f- four days before June 1st. So that they don't have more money to spend on players. They're completely throwing away the season before it's even started. I see. I see. So are they just trying to just try to tank it up then on purpose? Yep. All right. Interesting. Okay. It, it is kind of interesting, though, too, because seeing that they are a rebuilding team now, I don't know why they would want to take such a huge cap hit on the year two. But yeah, I literally it just may- said why, because they 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 took the cap hit so they don't have the money to spend. They're trying oh, to I force see. their they're trying I to see. force their own hand to lose. Yeah, they they hit that's dead cap. So they all that it was near thirty million. They can't use that thirty million at all now. Mac, do you got a uh, a team or two that you think would would uh, fit Hopkins and Hopkins fit them? Uh, do you have like a favorite team for him to go to? Uh, sneaky one is Eagles. I I like just that's right. Like run it back, right? Like right back to the Super Bowl. If that happens, if you ask me, uh, you know, Bills obviously, Chiefs obviously. Um, it's just kind of it's it's up to him, right? Because how much money does he want to make this year? Because uh, Bills Chiefs can't pay him a whole lot, I don't think. And then I'm not too sure about the Eagles situation, but. Yeah, you know, maybe you could go to a, a, like, you know, maybe Cowboys or something like that. I would hate that. Oh, but. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to the Eagles. Who would be the who'd be the third guy in that scenario? Would it be him or would it be Smith? Uh, Smith would definitely get moved to the slot in that situation. You got to have Hopkins and A.J. Brown on the I outside. I don't love that personally. I I mean, I it, I mean, it would be great for the Eagles, obviously, but I, I'm a Devontae guy, man. I like Devontae. I mean, I do, too. I mean, that's not to say that he's not going to get work as a slot guy, though. I mean, he's he I, they'll use they'll heavily use all three of those guys in that offense, I believe. Uh, just a lot of cooks in the kitchen, especially if you uh, count Dallas Goddard in there, too. Yeah, a lot of cooks, a lot of kitchen. Uh, 
me and Mac were talking about this yesterday. I think the Ravens might be regretting the Odell contract now that DeAndre Hopkins is available. Yeah, a little bit. I I, I would. Yeah, I think I, mean, I, I think it's a pretty pretty safe bet that you'd rather have Hopkins than Odell, right? Oh, <laughs> All for, things considered. Oh, for sure. Less drama yeah. too. Probably, yeah. But um, JJ Watt on Twitter yesterday said Hopkins still has the best hands in the league. Who said that? JJ Watt. JJ Watt. Oh, I did see that. You're right. Uh, I yeah, sure, sure. No, let him have it. I mean, he yeah, does. Well, I, mean, I, mean, I can't. I can't think of anyone else that I would. I would put over him. So I got. I, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll give you that, JJ. I mean, they're massive hands. <laughs> massive. Very sticky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's pretty clear that uh, DeAndre is going to go to a contender. I mean, at this point in his career, I think he very much deserves it. I would say uh, I think I'm rooting for the Bills. I think that would be a good spot for him. I mean, they need it. Uh, yeah, they need they, yeah. they they didn't really address that need in the draft this year either. They yeah, I need him the most. I think Gabe Davis would be a would be a fine number three guy. Uh, Hopkins and Stefan Diggs feeding off each other well. That'd be really good. I think. I, I think that's that's who I'm silently rooting for to grab him is the Bills. But I guess we'll see. Uh, do we expect him to sign here quickly, or do you think this is going to be a stretched out thing closer to training camp? Yeah. I don't. Does he like going to tra- training camp and stuff like that? Probably. I don't not, think any. Right? I don't think anyone likes going to training camp. Well, I mean, yeah. well, maybe the psychos like JJ Watt, but <laughs> right. No, yeah. I, no, mean, I don't think anyone does. Honestly, maybe he'll take some time away from football a little bit. Obviously, keep on training and all that, and just yeah. kind of spend time with family, and then you know have them ready to go. He likes you know verbal agreement or something like that. I'm not yeah. sure how that kind of stuff works, but yeah. All right, I guess we'll see. Uh, move on to the next bit of news in the NFL. Uh, I don't really know much about this one, so I, I think I'll throw it over to Kai to explain uh, about the Commanders. What, what's going on with them? Okay, so the Washington Commanders, um, so they're kind of in like a little bit of legal bind right now, so they may be pressured to rebrand and change their team name again due to, um, so there's like a similar confusion that their name has with the uh, Commanders Classic, which is the yearly college football game between Army and Air Force. So that's been like a whole little debacle recently, and that was just a few days ago as well. Is it like trademark stuff, or what's yeah, going on? it is. Okay. Uh so when I first read this little note that you wrote here, I, I thought maybe because it's like the fan, like a lot of the fans are still stuck on the old name. Uh, so I, I, I think once there, there was new ownership, I, I saw some rumblings and it was like, oh, maybe they'll change it back to uh, back to the other name. And it's like, they're not going to they're not going to do that. Uh, and I, I don't see them changing it to a different name other than the commanders to unless they're forced to if they're forced to by law, then obviously they're going to have to do something. But uh i imagine that they're gonna try to find a way to wiggle out of this uh, i mean first of all i've never even heard of the commander's classic have you guys i don't watch college football though never heard of it yeah so yeah, I, I mean, mean it, it was news to me as well i know like army and navy play every year and that's a big deal but i didn't know army and air force had a yearly college game i, I mean it makes sense in my head now that i'm reading this but i you know i, I couldn't have told you that fact coming into today so i don't know uh, um we'll see i mean they uh, the, it's a it's a bad name for a football club. So I mean, I, I think it might be a blessing in disguise if they were forced to do something like that. But I don't. I expect them to uh, to try their hardest not to. There's another complication too that uh, there's a guy there's a local Washington D.C. fella that has the trademark to the Washington Commanders, but he would 
sign it over if you if they wanted it. So that's well, see, not. Sorry, keep going. No, it's just not a big complication because he said he'd willingly hand it over for no charge. So it's not like a that's a just a tiny issue. But yeah, well, see, he, they don't own see, their own trademark. Was he one of those clowns that like when when the uh, when it first happened, when the name change first happened, when they became the Washington football team for a time, there were people that were basically just guessing any name that they might possibly do and then go put a trademark on it. So that way Dan Snyder couldn't have it. And then I remember one guy in, in particular would do like a bunch of them, like like the Red Tails, the Red Wolves, whatever. Exactly. And then he, he's, and then he would go, well, well, I'll give him I'll give Dan Snyder the name. He just got to tell me which one he wants. It's like, then why the fuck are you are you going through the trouble of doing this? If you're willingly going to hand it over, that's bullshit. He's not going to willingly hand it over. Why would you ever? Why would you take especially if you actually have the one? If you have Washington and commanders, uh, you you hit the jackpot. You, you were trying to be an annoying little jackass and you you won. You got the right name. So now you're going to want some money from Josh Harris. Right. Or, who, or whoever is uh, going to be in charge of doing that. So. I, I find that hard to believe that he would just hand it over willingly out, out of the goodness of his heart. But I uh, maybe once lifelong season tickets or something. Why would you ever want that? <laughs> I don't know, like $20. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, yeah. So I guess we'll see. It'll be interesting to, to see how this, this uh, goes. I honestly didn't hear about this at all. Where did, where did you, uh, did you find this on Twitter and stuff? Okay. Oh, uh, just like Google. Like I was just like no. looking through like NFL news and that popped up. I was like, Oh, it's interesting. It's, yeah. We'll see. How, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't like the commander's name. So I, I would. I'd be open to them changing their name. I, I, I like the commies. No, I don't. I definitely don't. Um, so tough. yeah, tough. Uh, all right, we'll move on to the next thing. So uh, I know that there was a new kickoff rule. I couldn't tell you what the 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 specifics are, but uh, Andy Reid is a little outspoken on the new kickoff rule said that it might turn into flag football. Eventually the NFL, so it's, um, uh, all fair catches come out to the 25. Okay. So is that a punt return and kick return or is this just a kick return thing? Kick return, not punt. So, so, and so what it is, so if you catch in the end zone, you can still take a knee like normal, but if let's say you were catching it at like the three yard line where a kicker is just trying to cough and corner you and force you to, to return the kick, you could, in theory, fair catch it at the three, and it'll come out to a twenty-five. Is that what it is? Yep. Why are why Nailed are it. we why are we even doing kickoffs anymore? They kill people. Literally, like they. Gosh, what? it, it just like, looks scary. You guys remember when we went to metal shows when we were teenagers? It's like a wall of death. Yeah, uh, it's just <laughs> like. Why are we even wasting our time doing the straight of a kickoff? No one is ever going to return it. It's, uh, we're, we're literally just wasting like what? How many kickoffs are there in a game? Like five ish. So it's like, it's like a minute. It's like five minutes of our life every time we watch a football game. We're just never going to get back just as we're watching a, a useless kick. Just start them at the 25, no matter what. Why are we kicking off still? I, I, I don't I Football is such a goofy game, man. I don't know. Uh, There's so much useless shit when it comes to football. Yeah, I honestly think just take them out or just don't even mess with it. Just you know, take them out. Yeah, just I, I just I just don't understand. I mean, conspiracy against kickers. Honestly, extra points too. Take extra points out. I I think when you score a touchdown, you should get the seventh point or you know the the, the seventh point automatically. And if you want like a two point conversion, you you gamble it. Okay, okay, I'll I'll risk the one point that I already have. And I'm going for two. And if I don't get the two, then I go down to six. Why are we even like are just to employ 30 other people? <laughs> you know, like just give kickers jobs like 
And they're still gonna have a job for field goals and Dang. stuff. So it's like I've felt like this for a long time. I just feel like Brian's the, the fighting extra, back against big kicker. The extra point, the extra points are useless. The the kickoffs are just it's, it's useless. It's just what are we doing? Hold on, Brian. I don't know. Adam Vinatieri called. He would like to speak with you now. Put him on. Ooh. Put him on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, on I, the didn't, phone I didn't realize. I didn't realize you were so against kickers and taking away their jobs. But it wouldn't be, though, because you would still need them for actual field goals, you know, which is their moneymaker. But kickoffs are useless and, and extra points. Now they're not useless anymore because they pushed it back. But it's like, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm i over the extra point stuff. I, I think it's, so, it's it's the worst part of football by far. Kickoffs and extra points. Just a waste of time. I do like yeah. I don't know. It's just like I'm, I'm just trying to tighten the game up a little bit. Am I wrong? It up. Am I wrong? It up, baby. I'm with you. you know, is this a rage I, I, I was on the edge. I was on the fence here. I'm, I'm full Brian. Thank you. You see, I'm kind of on the edge of the fence, too, but I do like the potential of returns making the game interesting. There's still punts. Still punt returns. Yeah, absolutely. We're not taking punts away. But you said that the possibility of kick returns making things interesting. There's going to be zero a game, Kai. There's going to be like six a season. Well, now, yeah, now there's not. I mean, there was hardly any before ever since they changed the rule to begin with where they pushed it back a little bit. So it's like. I don't know. It just—it seems like such a waste of time. We don't need them anymore. It's—it's—it's it's, it's a pointless part of the sport, and a sport that has many pointless things. Um, uh, is that just my raging take for the episode? I have a travel-related one later. I think I might just—I just fucking full-on just send that one. But um, didn't expect to have that one. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, get rid of kickoffs, dude. I'm with Andy Reid. Screw this stuff. Um, Wait, you're actually going against Andy Reid. How? No, he he he's he likes not a kickoffs. fan. Yeah, he's not a fan of the new rule. Yeah, I'm not a fan either of the new rule. I want kickoffs completely gone. No, why but change he, the rule? He likes them. Is the difference? It says he's not a fan of the new kickoff rule. Yeah, of the, the whole fair catch going immediately out to the 25. He wants kickoffs to stay the same. If he liked it, he would be. He would. He would think that he wouldn't think that turning it into flag. It, would, it isn't turning into flag football. Right? No, he's saying that all these rule changes. Yeah, are, no, I'm not. I'm with eventually. you. Yeah, we're confu- we're just confusing each we're, other. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on. All right. So uh, this was uh, this was something yesterday that happened. I don't know, Kai. I don't even know if you saw this yet or not. Uh, the Saints Saints brought in John Gruden to build an offense around Derek Carr per the Athletic. Um, it's kind of vague language. No, and I mean, so, apologies to the athletic. I don't pay for your subscription, so I couldn't read the article uh, to explain it. So I don't have all the information here, but it was very vague. It was vague uh, uh, wording on it. It was like, so is John? Does John Gruden work for the Saints now, or is he just doing them a solid? Uh, sure it's a consulting gig. Yeah. So, and the other thing is, I, I just think that this is hilarious because, first of all. You hire Dennis Allen as a head coach, who is a failed Raiders coach. Uh, you then bring in Derek Carr, who is a failed Raiders quarterback. And then you bring in John Gruden to help the failed Raiders quarterback who failed under John Gruden as a failed Raiders <laughs> coach. Um, what, what are we doing here, North? <laughs> what is going on here? And I, I, I'm not against the Derek Carr signing, but it's just like when you add it in with context of the other moves that they're doing, it's like this hasn't worked before. Why? Why do you think it's going to work now? I, I, 
I, I, I just don't understand. It's not like Derek Carr was like a killer under John Gruden, you know, like he wasn't Pat Mahomes. So it's like you couldn't find another guy that maybe wasn't like harassing people via email and being super racist to come in and help fix your quarterback. I, 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 don't, I don't know. This was this was a very questionable move for me. At first, I thought it was fake. I was like, wait a minute. What? And I had a look and I saw it was the athletic. I'm like, OK, so it's real. What uh, do we have any like opinions about this at all, Mac? No, I, I don't really care for Derek Carr, you know, so yeah. I don't think anything is going to make him that great. <laughs> yeah, definitely don't think it's going to be John Cruden. I, I, it's just it shocking to me. First of all, first of all, Dennis Allen should not have gotten another job in the NFL. Uh, also, the whole Andy Dalton thing last year is like he was so married to the idea that Andy Dalton was the best quarterback on the roster that he was just playing him. Off. I mean, he didn't even want to play Taysom Hill. <laughs> you know, like uh, sure you don't like Jameis, but you don't want to try Taysom Hill out and see if he can win you some games because Andy Dalton's not it. But so I don't, I don't think this situation is good at all. Uh, I think that the Saints are going to be the default favorites in that division. But I mean, I don't think so anymore. I mean, I think they are. I, I, I don't uh, like for pundits and stuff to start the season. I bet the Saints are going to get chosen to to win that division, probably like an eighty to ninety percent clip over the over Tampa, Atlanta, and Carolina. Yeah, we'll have to see how how good Bryce Young is. Yeah, because they have a they could be a sneaky good team. Yeah, sneaky, sneaky. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll see. But uh, we got anything else about that? I just thought that was very random and odd. Like, uh, first of all, I didn't expect John Gruden to get another gig in the NFL. At least not for a while. It seemed like they were really like they were really blackballing him after that email scandal shit happened. So. I mean, he's getting paid for free right now without working. Yeah, I'm surprised he even came back. I would have just uh, been in the islands or something. Yeah, drinking some Coronas. Contract got settled. I thought I did saw it? something about oh, that. Oh, did it? Maybe. Okay. I don't know. That happens a lot. Like, yeah, they keep on getting paid, but usually they just kind of like settle it and move on. Um. All right. Speaking of moving on, let's move on to the MLB. Uh. So we'll just. We'll, I, don't, I haven't been watching much baseball this week. You know, you know week I was traveling and whatnot and uh, paying attention to the hockey stuff and basketball. So I didn't get a whole lot of baseball stuff, but uh, I guess we can talk a little bit about the Yankees and Padres. They're playing each other for the first time in a long time. Uh, Padres, the first time they're in the Bronx in however many years. I don't even know. I think only the second time ever they've been in the new Yankee Stadium. So uh, Mac and I watched the Yankee Padre game one together yesterday. Uh, I didn't get to watch today. Mac watched most of it, I believe. Uh, I guess we'll start with you. What did you think of uh, the Padres so far in the series? Well, they've been really bad lately. So for them to win game one was kind of nice. You know, we actually got some big hits and that was cool. Good defense, all that. Um, the Yankee fans were poking the bear in right field. Poking them, dude. And he was uh, conducting them. So. They're chanting steroid chants at him and, of course, Tatis homers immediately afterwards and then goes out and starts talking shit to all the fans in the right field bleachers. <laughs> they seem to be having a lot of fun together. Yeah, know? they did. Honestly, the fans did. They were like, they were, they didn't look pissed at him. They were like, when he came out conducting him, they were all like laughing and flipping him off and shit. It looked like it was a very like symbiotic talking shit relationship where everyone was just having fun with one another. Good vibes, you know. Yeah. All things considered, good vibes, Yeah. <laughs> He also homered today, too. Let's not forget about that. Yeah, he homered today as well. So the Yankee killer, Fernando Tati. But the Yankees won today. They, I mean, they were lifeless yesterday, but they ended up winning today. Stole one today. 
And extra uh, innings. Good job. Extra inning walk off. Yeah. So um, yesterday, though, the offense was lifeless. Today, it woke up a little bit, but still, I wouldn't say anything to, to write home about, but able to still win rubber match tomorrow. Uh, I guess we will see who wins that one. Uh, who's the uh, the who's the pitcher for the Padres tomorrow? Ah, uh, is it you? Maybe. Let me no, no, no. I'm, it's not look. me. It's not me. Um, <laughs> I do uh, not pitch. Uh, they actually. Oh yeah, so it's you, Darvish versus Garrett Cole. Ooh, that's oh, gonna be a good one. Oh, that, that's a good matchup. Yeah. Yeah, that's a the that's a really aces. good one. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to watch. Uh, Yankees Padres, just awesome uniform matchup. My two favorite pinstripes in the league, easily. Bunch of handsome fellers and yeah. fine uniforms. Um, so if we got, you got anything else about the uh, the Yankee Padre series, uh, we can move on a little bit. Uh, did you guys see the new renderings for the the new Las Vegas A stadium that would be on where the Tropicana currently sits on Las Vegas Boulevard right now? Were you guys able to uh, see those pictures yesterday that came out? I did. I saw them. Yeah, beautiful. Pretty pretty cool. I thought. Yeah, some people were hating on it online. I thought it was pretty cool. I love the the backdrop of the strip. Uh, anything like that is always going to get me. Uh, you see the the MGM Grand, nice up front. Uh, I see New York, New York in the background. Looks like a cool stadium. I'm still iffy on the 30,000 seat uh, thing. It seems kind of like a low amount, but yeah. it is what it is. I mean, especially if they, pl- if they play someone like the Dodgers or the Angels, that's going to get filled up with like away fans, you know? Angels, yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey. Yeah, they, they sure love that team, don't they? They're going to be traveling all over the place. Uh, they love them. <laughs> no, Do- Do- Dodgers, though, for sure. Yeah, and, and Yankees. Um, Only yeah, problem is. Uh, it looked like an open air stadium, right? There's no roof. So there would be. Yeah, it did look like that from that, but uh, I'm almost positive that everything I've seen would be retractable roof. You'd have to. The heat would be unbearable. I was going to say, yeah. That's... Sitting like in the outfield with the sun beating on you, dude. You, you would, I mean, the Vegas heat. Imagine. Oh, my. Yeah. So, and the roof, I imagine, would only be open for like maybe. A week or two at the end of September, <laughs> or yeah, maybe like, like the, the start the of first April. week. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I imagine it'll be retractable roof. So uh, I think it looks cool though. Uh, I, there's also talk that it's not set in stone yet that that would be on the, tro- the Tropicana site. So take it with a grain of salt. They might still find a different spot uh, in Las Vegas to to play. So I guess we'll see. For the first time so far. The A's have acknowledged Las Vegas on one of their social media accounts. They they released those pictures on their Twitter, maybe their Instagram, either their Twitter or their Instagram yesterday, and they was like, "This is the renderings for the new Las Vegas ballpark." So they have mentioned it on the website. So that means it is Facebook official, right? And that means that they are actually uh, planning on coming here now. Things are um, happening. Things are happening. So if we don't have anything else there, I guess we can just do a quick division run through for the MLB. Uh, how are the uh, How are the Angels been doing lately, Kai? Uh, they're looking pretty good. I mean, uh, let's see, they are 28-24, one game behind the second-place Astros, and the Texas Rangers are still killing it. Um, I mean, yeah, the Angels look pretty good. I mean, they strung uh, together a few uh, nice little win streaks to keep up, but we'll see. I have them two back on mine. Uh, 28-24, and two back of the Astros, and five back of the Rangers. So well, they're still... I guess technically three back if you count the losses. Yeah, they're three back in the loss column. So, uh, 
Yeah, we're still, the AL West is pretty tight. I mean, the Rangers are up in that division. The Astros are three back of them. Angels five back. Mariners six and a half back. The A's, I mean, the A's might not win 30 games this year. Um, if you look at the other American League divisions, the East, the Rays still have a stranglehold up on the East. Uh, they The Rays have a four-game lead on the O's, seven-and-a-half-game lead on the Yankees, even though the Yankees won today, and they're still seven-and-a-half back, so that stinks. But we'll see. Uh Every single AL East team has a better record than every single AL Central team. So just think about that for a little bit. Uh, the Twins still lead the Central. They're at 26 and 25. They're a game and a half up on the Tigers. The Tigers. It would be so funny if the Tigers won that division. LT Grays. <laughs> oh, man. Um, over the National League. Oh, excuse me. The Braves have a lead in the East. They are four and a half up on the Mets. Five and a half up on the Marlins. Uh, the Brewers are the leader in the Central. They have a half game up on the Buccos. I'll tell you what, the Pirates are a fun team. Uh, I think they're my, I think they're my favorite NL team this this year so far. They're 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 fun to watch. They're fun to follow. So they 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 hit like seven or eight home runs yesterday in Seattle or something like that. Something crazy. Uh, so they're a fun team. I, I'm rooting for Pittsburgh. Uh, the Cubs are four and a half back of the Brewers as well, and the Cardinals and Reds are five back. So that's a really close division. In the NL West, the Dodgers are still leading. They have a game and a half up on the D-backs, four and a half up on the Giants, and seven up on the Padres. Oh, man, the Padres. Padres A lot of money to suck that bad. Woof. Yeah, so you guys got anything else about baseball, or do you want to move on? I want to hear your raging take. Okay, my raging take. I don't. I, I, I guess my sports raging take has already already been concluded. This one isn't a sports one, so this might be the first non-sports one that we've done. I think maybe to end it out. Uh, it's travel related. This is my travel take. If when you're on an airplane, if you don't sit down in your seat, put some headphones in, and stare at the back of the chair like a normal person, I think you are just a psycho. Like what? Let me tell you some of the things that people were doing on my flight home to Vegas. First of all, there was a dude that got up and took out his his bag from the overhead container no less than like nine times, dude. Like, I, what? Do you, I mean, what? Do you, just put your backpack underneath your seat, dude. Like, I, yeah. I, you're making me nervous. He was like three feet from me and just getting up constantly. It's like I'm already a nervous wreck on airplanes. I do not like flying, so it's like when people are just like moving around all over the place. It's just like, okay, you're you're making me you're making me nervous, dude. Like, sit down. The same guy, he was getting up constantly in his in his getting his bag out from above the uh, 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 overhead container. I also saw him what suspiciously looked like a di- walking a diaper back to the bathroom. So I assume he then changed his kid where he was sitting. That's kind of disgusting. Um, he also took his shoes off the entire flight. That's a no no. I mean, in if the you, world, if you have flip flops on, go ahead. I mean, I that's that's a loop. If you want to take your shoes off on a flight, just wear flip flops because you got the loophole. They're already out. You might as well just take the extra step and slip the flip flops off. I don't think anyone's going to shit on you for that. It's just uh, I guess we we as a collective plane lost this battle. You brought your flip flops onto the board. You can have your feet out. You win. You know, that's the loophole. The but dogs this guy are had, out. This guy had tennis shoes on and he let oh. the puppies fly, dude. It's oh. like that. That is not cool. Um, Stinky. He then he then drops something on the ground, and while Uh-oh. we're while we're in the air, he's getting on his hands and knees and looking all over the place underneath his seat. 
There was a girl behind him. I don't I don't know how old. Probably she's probably a teenager. She's probably like 14 or 15. She's asking her, like, can I look under your seat? It's like <laughs> you are you're driving me crazy, bro. He's looking for his dignity under them uh, seats. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> sit down. It's six hour flight. Uh so that was just that one guy. There was also there was a dude that was sitting in front of me that every time he would come, he'd go to the bathroom, then he'd come back and he would just plop down. He like he would just <laughs> plop down, making my seat dude, shake. I'm like, you got one of them flights, dude. These people, oh it, was, it was such like like I said before, I'm afraid of flying, so it's, it's it was a very smooth flight. If every flight was like that, flight wise, I would not be afraid of flying. It was very smooth. The captain never came on the intercom. There was like no turbulence. It was very it was very nice and relaxing. But to counteract the smooth flight, I just had idiots all over the place. So I was like, okay, I can't, I can't win every battle, I suppose. Um, trying to think of what <laughs> other things that happened. Yeah, we uh, didn't have anyone farting. Uh, no, I did not. I did not smell any farts. So no, an airplane farts. I, thankfully, I, I, I had that on the way to Hawaii. The guys, yeah, that's yeah, the horrible. Guys, yeah, the guy sitting in front of Lex, he was just blasting. You know? <laughs> 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 uh, I'm trying to think of what else happened here. Oh, there was a guy. Uh, so before we even took off, uh, there was an intercom. Something somebody came off the air intercom. Is like, if Ernesto is on the flight, please make yourself known to the uh, uh, steward or the flight attendants, please. Uh, thank you. And so these the flight attendants are looking all over the plane for this guy named Ernesto. Finally, we find him. He's right next to my mom, who's then so he's two seats away from me. And my mom just goes like, he's like, it looks like this guy is very timidly trying to get the attention of flight attendants. I'm not sure he spoke English. And she's like, are you Ernesto? And he's like, he like nods at her. And she's like, hey, this is Ernesto right here. And and this flight attendant attendant comes up to him. She goes, what are you doing over here? Your wife is worried sick. Why are you not sitting with your wife? And she's just like yelling at Ernesto. Ernesto, Ernesto, who I don't think speaks English, is sitting there smiling at her. And it was just very funny to watch. And uh, they did not make Ernesto go back to his wife. (laughs) He sat sat in there. He's like, no, I am not trying to go there here. I'm trying to try to hide as far as I can from her. So I, I had some characters on this flight, dude. It was it was crazy. But like, yeah, just like, I mean, there's like certain things like like you can read, read books, watch TV, whatever you do. Like, just sit down, put your headphones in and just. Oh, there was another guy that was watching a video with no headphones in. I'm like, dude, are no. you a psycho? No, like that is just inexcusable, bro. Like, come on. Not allowed. People just behave like animals when they get on flights. It's like they've never interacted with other human beings before. They have no common decency whatsoever. Just 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 stop being idiots when you're when you're traveling. That's all like it's it's not even a matter of manners. Just like just just think for yourself. What what would you want somebody on your flight to do next to you? And then you just do it. Yep. Uh, you know, like uh, you don't have. There's also one more, one more for before we 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 stop complaining about <laughs> airlines. Uh, there was a lady that was just like talking to her friend in the aisle for like an hour and a half, just standing up in the aisle talking to her friend, hour and a half. Like, <laughs> when I go to the bathroom, next to each other, or was she coming from her seat? She, she was coming from her seat. Oh, but my. it was like two rows away. It was like two rows away coming from her seat. I'm like, I'm like holding on for dear life when I'm standing up in the bathroom on an airplane because <laughs> like I'm afraid of like turbulence, like going to send me to the fucking roof of the plane or something, you know? And this lady is just casually having a conversation at 30,000 feet in the middle of the aisle. I, was, I, I crazy. Maybe that's just me being a, being a uh, psycho, but I, I just, I don't know. I just like, 
just sit down and just chill for six hours. Just just catch up on reading or something for six hours. You're making me nervous. So this is, this is why I sleep on flights. I wish I could, man. I just I'm, I I get too too nervous and in my head about about everything. So I'm just like I, I I try to get some reading in or or YouTube watching. I just try to catch up on something, but. Yeah, I'm with Brian. My biggest fear is heights, so I cannot relax on a plane ride either. You see, I, I'm afraid of heights too, but for some reason, on an airplane, I could just, I could go to sleep pretty easily. I had a I had a I, I never used to be afraid of flying. I had like a really bad turbulence uh, uh, incident on my way to New York in twenty. It was either. It's 2021. In 2021, I had a I had a turbulence issue going to New York, and it was very it was probably the scariest flight I've ever had. And ever since then, I've been like, oh, I don't know if I like flying anymore. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do this anymore. But ever since then, I've been I, it's been perfectly fine. I think that one flight just sincerely scarred me Hard though. So life, yeah. yeah, so that's my uh, that's my flight experiences and my my flight takes for the uh, for the week. So. Um, I was bringing some heat this week with the with the flight and the football takes. So I hope you hope you guys uh, hope I didn't send your eyebrows too too hard there. I'm just glad you got it off your chest. I am too. Uh, I feel good. I feel a lot better. Yeah. Talk so talk through it. Thanks. Uh, thanks to all the uh, the raging takers for listening to my my cries and complaints. Uh, all right, that's it for the show. Um, once again, uh, as always, send any uh, DMs, comments, takes, complaints. Anything you want us to read on air, you can send us to our Twitter DMs. We are at Raging Takes on Twitter. You can also find me on Twitter at Montana Sauce. You can find Mac on Twitter at It's MacBra. And you can find Kai on Twitter at RTP Kai. Also, if you want to send anything to our email, RagingTakes at gmail.com. Next week, I guess we'll see. You guys want to do like another draft or something next week? Yeah, I was, I was thinking about uh, setting up another game. Yeah, it's just a. Uh... Didn't have much time to prepare one this week, but we'll not, a, not, a, not another mock draft. Just like a, some like like I said, like another game. We'll, we'll we'll find something fun to do next week. Uh, also, we'll we'll have some Stanley Cup Finals talk. We'll have some NBA Finals talk by then for sure. Uh, for sure. And yeah, I guess we will see everybody then. Uh, have fun, and we'll see you next week.